All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode six of The Great Weird North. Uh, Will's not here with me today. We got our kitten today. His name is Simba. He's new, so my dog is not a fan. Um, so Will is out in the living room <laughs> keeping the dog occupied while I am in here with the kitten recording this. Uh, so when this comes out, will be August 15th, which halfway through the month already, which is insane. Um, my birthday is in five days after the 15th. It's on the 20th. I'm excited. I don't know what's happening yet, but it'll be fun. Um, okay. So today for our podcast, we are going to be talking about the Nahani. Sorry, if I mispronounce anything, I'm sorry. Um, so we're talking about the Nahani National Park Reserve in the Northwest Territories. And for this story, I got all the information from parkscanada.gc.ca, wikipedia.org, mysteriousuniverse.org, and mysteriesofcanada.com. Okay, so I'm going to tell you about this park. So Nahani National Park Reserve is located about 500 kilometers west of Yellowknife. The name Nahani comes from the indigenous Dean language name for the area, Naha Dehay which means river of the land of the Naha people, who some now speculate may be the ancestors of the modern-day Navajo people. This park was among the world's first four national heritage locations to be inscribed as World Heritage Sites by UNESCO in 1978 because of its, because of its picturesque wild rivers, canyons, and waterfalls. UNESCO stands for the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization. The Dean, sometimes called the Slavi or Slavy people, have used the lands around the park for thousands of years. The first human occupation of the area is estimated to have occurred 9 to 10,000 years ago. Evidence of prehistoric human use has been found at Yohin Lake and a few other sites within the park. The local history contains many references to the Naha tribe, a mountain-dwelling people who used to raid settlements in the adjacent lowlands. These people are said to have rather quickly and mysteriously disappeared. The stories of the Naha and dangerous landscape that they inhabited grew in stature with the Klondike gold rush as some explorers attempted to use the Nahani as a path to the famous gold fields of the Yukon, or to try and make their fortune on the flat and south Nahani rivers. Although no significant gold was found, legends of haunted valleys and lost gold emerged after the headless corpses of Métis prospectors Willie and Frank McLeod were found around 1908. The Lost McLeod Mine, sorry, the Lost McLeod Mine, a legendary lost mine somewhere in the park, is supposed to have been where the two brothers found their gold. In the years that followed, mysterious deaths of other prospectors added to the legends. The names of park features such as Dead Men Valley, Headless Creek, Headless Range, and the Funeral Range bear testimony to these stories and legends. In later years, Albert, so this is one of the names I'm probably going to screw up, Albert Fail, Fai, it's F-A-I-L-L-E, was a prospector in the area and met writer Raymond M. Patterson. In 1946, Calgary geologist and mining expert Frank M. W. Henderson returned from the valley reporting his partner, Jack Patterson, had disappeared. 
So Henderson and Patterson had agreed to meet at a point near Virginia Falls. The first to arrive would leave a message on a large tree, which both knew from previous trips. Henderson arrived first and left his message before traveling into the valley. He returned several weeks later, only to find there was still no message left by Patterson. Henderson and his party camped there a few days, but one night were awoken by a group of First Nations people who warned of white figures moving along the valley. In 1947, author Pierre Burton was sent by the Vancouver Sun to cover the north. He, along with pilot Russ Baker, flew up the Headless Valley. Writing on his journey for Maclean's, Burton remarked, Frank Henderson himself, a man who perhaps has good reason not to want too many people rushing into the valley, was quoted as saying on his return from the area last fall, um, there is absolutely no denying the sinister atmosphere of that whole valley. The weird continual wailing of the wind is something I won't soon forget. In 1964, explorer parachutist Jean Poirel from Montreal jumped at its source 500 kilometers, which is 310 miles, north of Yellowknife, followed by his team in, teammate Bertrand Bourdais. Jean Poirel imagined the idea of going down the river with inflatable dinghies. During the following four consecutive expeditions in the valley, Jean Poirel discovered more than 250 caverns. The most important contained 116 doll sheep's skeletons that were dated to be 2,500 years old. Jean Poirel named it Valerie Cavern after his daughter. Why would you name a cavern full of sheep skeletons after your kid? Yeah, okay. Um, he took topographic notes and drew detailed maps, paving the way for the park's creation. During his last expedition in 1972, he escorted Pierre Trudeau, who came in person to evaluate the superb and fascinating region. So Pierre Trudeau, Trudeau used to be um, premier, or uh, Prime Minister of Canada. The roughly 11,000 square mile park is undeniably full of breathtaking natural wonder and beauty. The park is surrounded by majestic peaks and dotted with geysers, sinkholes, deep canyons, caves, gorges, and pristine forests. Within the park lies Virginia Falls, a giant waterfall that crashes down 96 meters, or 315 feet, into the rolling waters below. This is twice as high as Niagara Falls. So if anybody has been to Niagara Falls, you know how big it is. This is twice as high as that. Through the center of the valley is the South Nahani River, which carves a path through the park that has formed four extremely high canyons. The river's course takes it through gorges and natural hot springs in an area of boiling whirlpools known as Hell's Gate, before ending its journey at Virginia Falls. The Nahani National Park is relatively pristine, untouched and unexplored due to lack of tourist accommodations and no roads leading in. The park is only accessible by boat or plane. The Nahani Valley is steeped in folklore and mystery since it was first inhabited around 9 to 10,000 years ago. Many tribes were afraid to settle within the region as they believed it to be an evil haunted place inhabited by various spirits, specters, and devils. I don't think I would want to go there either back then if I knew that. kind of want to go there now. But <laughs> so those who did come here, such as the native Dean people, told of mysterious creatures lurking in the vast forests 
and were plagued by enigmatic, aggressive, and violent Naha tribe of the mountains. The tribe was said to consist of fierce warriors who wore masks and armor adorned with frightening imagery and were known to brutally decapitate their victims. Warriors of the Naha tribe were said to be larger than normal men and to wield strange and powerful weapons that no one had ever seen before. The fearsome Naha tribe itself has become one of the area's many mysteries, as the whole tribe is said to have suddenly and inexplicably disappeared from the face of the earth, and it has never been ascertained just what happened to them. They have seemingly just vanished without a trace. When European fur traders first came to the valley in the 18th century, they were impressed by the legends and beauty of the valley, and word quickly spread about this far-flung wilderness. As more European settlers found their way to the valley, it was soon seen to be a potential path to riches, as many explorers believed it to possess vast reserves of untapped gold. Subsequently, the region saw an influx of miners looking to either find gold in the South Nahani River basin or attempting to pass through on the way to the gold fields of the Yukon during the Klondike Gold Rush. Although Nahani Valley actually produced little actual gold, legends nevertheless quickly formed of the valley holding large stores of lost gold waiting to be found. Some stories told of miners spotting large nuggets of gold as big as grapes, and huge veins of untapped gold were said to be hidden away in the wilderness here. The stories fueled gold fever, and miners, undeterred at the lack of success up to that point, continued to clamor to this remote and rugged land to try their hand at finding it. It was during this era of miners seeking their fortunes among the rugged terrain of Nahani that the valley's more insidious and macabre legends began to emerge, particularly in a part of the park called the 200-mile gorge. In 1908, brothers Willie and Frank McLeod came prospecting in the valley just as many others had done before them. The two packed up their gear, headed out into the wilderness, and never returned. After a year had passed, it was presumed that the brothers must have succumbed to the elements or any of the countless perils the area had to offer, such as sinkholes, jagged gorges, and wild animals. Some rumors suggested that the two had succeeded in finding one of the mythical veins of gold thought to dot the valley and had made off with their fortune without telling anyone. Then, as suddenly as they had vanished, the two men were found dead along the river. Their bodies had been decapitated and the heads were now nowhere to be found. Uh, in 1917, a Swiss prospector by the name of Martin, by the name of Martin Jorgensen, made his way to Nahani to try his hand at finding gold. At first, Jorgensen seemed to have settled well in the valley. He built a cabin, ran a small mining operation, and was generally well known by settlers in the area. When Jorgensen's cabin mysteriously burned down to the ground, the prospector's skeleton was found among the ashes without its head, and a search of the charred remains of the cabin found no trace of the skull. In 1945, a miner from Ontario was found dead in his sleeping bag without his head, and around the same time, a, trapped, a trapper named John O'Brien was found frozen to death in the nearby wilderness with his hands clutching a pack of matches in a death grip right next to a campfire pit that showed evidence of having had a fire going. Those who had stumbled across the corpse described having the feeling that the unfortunate trapper had 
had been flash frozen within seconds. In addition to the mysterious beheadings, a good many others simply went missing without a trace. It is thought that around 44 people had vanished under the mysterious circumstances in the valley by 1969. Other phenomena had been reported from here as well. Mysterious lights and UFOs have long been sighted in the valley, as well as other unusual aerial phenomena. The area is also known for its cryptids, as it is a hot spot for Bigfoot activity and is believed by some to hold a remnant population of a tip of a type of bear-like carnivore called the bear dog. A bizarre find was made in an ice cave called, called Grot Valerie, where the ancient skeletons of over 100 sheep, was, 100 sheep were found, apparently having starved to death in around 2500 BC. So that's the cave that the dude named his daughter, after his daughter. Um, the grim find had has earned the cave the nickname the Gallery of Lost Sheep. To this day, it is not known who or what is responsible for the beheadings and disappearances in Nahani Valley, but their legacy certainly remains in the menacing places in the menacing place names throughout the valley, such as the ones I mentioned before, Dead Men Valley, Headless Creek, Headless Range, and the Funeral Range. There are many theories about what could be behind the killings and disappearances. Some say that the valley is cursed, just as the native people of the region had always believed, and that some evil supernatural force is to be blamed. Others think that the deaths were the result of the ghosts of the mountain Naha warriors, risen from the dead to drive away the white man. Some of these fringe theories include mention of a secret entrance to the hollow earth somewhere in the valley or the idea that the area lies along a thin spot in the veil that separates different dimensions. More rational theories point to the attacks being carried out by hostile native tribes or rivalries between miners scrambling to find the mystical stores of unfound gold. The disappearances could be the result of any number of perils to be found in the wilderness here. After all, this is, this is an inhospitable place of extreme cold filled with unexplored caves, gullies, jagged rocks, and ravenous beasts such as grizzly bears. The area is so forbidding and remote that very few people other than adventurous rafters ever set foot here. Despite its status as a national park, Nahani Valley remains the most, for the most part unexplored and there are very large portions that have never been properly surveyed. The only geological surveys ever done here were done from the air and the vast majority of the wilderness here remains a mystery. The few efforts to explore the area in any kind of depth have turned up vast unknown cavern systems, caves, and huge warrens of underground hot springs and vents previously not known to exist. Some believe that an entire lost world full of new species lives here. So that is the story of the Nahani National Park Reserve in Northwest Territories, Canada. Um, so Yellowknife is Yukon, so it's 500 kilometers from the capital of Yukon. So that's kind of cool. I don't know that I would ever want to go there just because of how unexplored it is. You don't really, there's no basis. There's no reference points to know even exactly where you're going or how to get there. <laughs> okay, so that is the story of that. I learned something researching this, so I hope everyone else learns a little something also. So, as usual, we have some fun facts. 
So, fun fact number one, the drinking age in Canada is 19, except for in Quebec, Alberta, and Manitoba, where it is 18. And the states, obviously, is 21. Still there, I believe all of the states is 21, which is, like, you can vote at 18. You might as well be allowed to drink. Um, So, fun fact number two, Canada's money is vision-impaired friendly. Canadian banknotes have Braille on them for the blind. Only a few other countries have this feature on their banknotes. That's kind of cool. I never... I knew there was, like, bumps, but I can't read Braille, so I didn't know what it was. Um, Fun fact number three, Canadians eat more mac and cheese than anyone else in the world, but we call it craft dinner. We eat it often. We always have... When we were kids, it was, like, a cheap, quick meal that you could just make up really quick and carry on with your day. It wasn't... Yeah. It's not that great, but we eat it. (laughs) It's not bad. (laughs) All right, so... Yeah, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Sorry, Instagram at the Great Weird North Podcast, Facebook at the Great Weird North, Twitter at Great North Twenty One. Um, you can email us your stories. They don't have to be Canadian. Email true crime stories, haunting any like weird place, whatever any story you want to share. You can email uh, to us at the Great Weird North at gmail dot com. And please, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to go there and leave a review. Only good ones. (laughs) Just leave a review. It helps a lot. It's very much appreciated. Um, Just follow us on wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow, rate, review, I guess. Anywhere you listen to your podcast. Um, You can also go to buymeacoffee.com slash greatweirdnorth. And you could buy us a coffee. There are membership tiers you can choose from now. Um, we do have a secret Facebook group that members are invited to. We are working on doing a couple of other things and for that. And we're going to do bonus content and all that kind of fun stuff. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's episode six already. So we're doing this a month and a half. I'm excited. Because next week is episode 7 and that will be Will's first episode about he's doing a story about the Ogopogo in BC, I believe. So that should be fun. So other than that, I think that's everything for this week. Hope you enjoy it and we'll see you next week.